you're looking for one of the most beautiful and playable custom acoustics on the planet, look no further than Ed Rice at Toeir Guitars. Ed is a true artist, transforming exotic woods into magnificent, sweet-sounding instruments. Go to toeirguitars.us, that's T-O-I-R-G-U-I-T-A-R-S.us, and contact Ed today. Hey everybody, Brad and I want to say thank you for listening and thank you for the support. Please continue to listen and share this podcast on all platforms that you can. And if you'd like to support us monthly, we're set up now where you can go to anchor.fm slash Recording, hit the support button, 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99 per month. Any amount would be greatly appreciated. Now back to the podcast. Top Hill Recording Podcast, episode 112. What's up, Neil? What's up, man? You know what's special about 112? Uh, one plus one <laughs> equals two. <laughs> That's pretty good there. <laughs> I just now got what you're saying. No, 112. It's the last episode of season eight. Oh. You know, we've been doing 16 episode seasons. So oh, yeah. 16 times seven is 112. Wow. So There you go. Got another great guest tonight. We have Stuart Wiki with us. Welcome, Stuart. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. man. And Stuart, we are going to have a little bit of David Nicholson, 1843, that our friends from the Hoodell Hollers brought us. And you're welcome to join us if you'd like. Sure. All Never right. turn down a drink. Mm-hmm. We usually pour this before we start, but... <laughs> it's good for radio. Yeah. We'll do a there little pour go. as you, we go. You take it. Oh. <sighs> Cheers, man. Cheers. Cheers, Stuart. Cheers, Cheers. sir. Oh, oh. Can't reach you, but... Chink. <laughs> Stuart, have you ever had David Nicholson? I haven't. That's good. No, that is really good. Yeah, it's good. I don't know my bourbons. I'm not... So it's a, it's a good bourbon, and it's one you can always find, and it's not terribly expensive either. So it's become a, one, one we've had on the show several times. And we've yeah. kind of found it by surprise. So that's a good one. Yeah, that's nice. All right, Stuart. Well, why don't you start us off? Why don't you go back to childhood and share with <laughs> us uh, your earliest memories of music? And then at what point did you realize that music was going to be something big in your life? Sure. Um, I, I've been around music my whole life. I think from, from the beginning, I, I don't have a whole lot of uh, any, any memories that don't involve some kind of musical background. Um, I started listening to a lot of stuff. I grew up listening to what my parents had around, which is like Paul Simon. And they listened to a lot of classical music. My dad was into film scores. So like not really what you'd think a kid would listen to typically. What does somebody that's into film scores do? Do they just sit around and listen to? Oh yeah. The- he, <laughs> well, <laughs> my dad was big on film and trivia. That was really like his, two of his main things. So he would he would buy the soundtrack and then cut it up into little pieces so that he could take it to trivia nights and make people guess what movie it was from. That was like his... Oh, okay. <laughs> so, Interesting. Wow. So I heard probably, you know, 90 seconds of... Um, I mean, I, I could name movies I've still never seen, like, you know, The Mission, Papillon, <laughs> like all these, all these like heart-wrenching kind of like 
dramas that, you know, I as a four-year-old have absolutely no context for, but I but grew you up with the score. Yeah. I knew the score like the back of my hand. You could kill, kill a Jeopardy game. Yeah. <laughs> like weird things Just, to know. I yeah. sparkle in that category comes up. It's like yeah. Norm when the beard category came up <laughs> and cheers. Yeah. I so I had this little Fisher Price um tape recorder. because uh, I was born in the nineties when tapes were still just being phased out. So mm-hmm. I remember tapes. Um, and I would sit there and I'd record on a, a harmonica. Like just, you know, I'd write these little songs and like, you know, for the the audio recording is not going to catch the air quotes, but... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then, you know, they, they were, were just, there. It was just, I knew it had to be like three to four minutes. I'd just do something for three to four minutes and I'd be like, all right, that's a track. Oh, and I'd wow. write down a track list. And, you know, I, I started playing wind instruments like I I learned to read music on recorder and then I jumped to clarinet and then in high school my sister started playing guitar so I started playing bass because she wanted to start a band but she was you know very much I want to play the guitar you can be the backup (laughs) (laughs) was she older yeah (laughs) Yeah. of course (laughs) how'd you guess so she got her way (laughs) Uh yeah so I I stayed on bass for a long time um and then you know, started writing and decided I can't really write on the bass. I got to jump to guitar. And then uh, I got to college. It was like, well, what else would I do? So I did a degree in bass. <laughs> oh, no <laughs> okay. I, I was going to ask that because I was trying to remember. It seems like somebody that's been here on the podcast and that did one shots mm-hmm. uh, led us to you. And I can't remember who it was. <laughs> that, but... That's probably uh, Nick Hill from uh, and Scott Boys from uh, okay. Force and the Photons. Okay, yeah. And, and Jalen, too. I went to school with, with her. And I was oh. a member of that band for a while. Jalen was in here again on uh, Monday. Oh, really? With, oh, uh, with uh, Jordan Blaze. Oh, that's awesome. And we just... Neil, Neil and I were texting this week. <laughs> I just, we're, we're just amazed with her playing. Yeah, she's yeah. so good, dude. Yeah. And just so smooth and effortless. Yeah. <laughs> or, or makes it look effortless. I'm sure it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, our, our, uh, we had a combo director in, in school that used to compare it to like a duck on the water. You know, you see it glide, that effortless kind of glide, and then under the water, you know its feet are paddling like crazy. Yeah. So. <laughs> that makes a ton of sense. But yeah. you would, would you call your number one instrument bass? That's I don't know anymore to be honest. Um, I write on guitar. I play bass in you know. I still do freelance stuff like I'm playing a musical on bass this week, and mm. I work at a church where I play piano. So I'm kind of all over the place, and I just practice what I need that week. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it's been it's been fun to come back to guitar. I I didn't really play a lot of guitar during the pandemic because I didn't really you know I didn't have shows booked or anything. So I started kind of live streaming just in my basement every week just to kind of try to... Tuesdays. Yeah, Tuesdays. Tuesdays (laughs) at 7. Just to kind of relearn all this stuff that I realized I forgot. So it's been kind of fun. Did you go to school here in Louisville? Did you go to UofL or Bellarmine or where did you go? I went to UofL. UofL. I studied with uh, Chris Fitzgerald. Okay. Yeah. And that's where Nick and Scott and Jalen... Is that where you met all them? I've known Scott since high school. um, And I've met Nick years ago playing shows and then we kind of reconnected when I was in college but yeah we we played together for about three and a half years and then I graduated and moved out of the country for a while and left the band for that reason yeah where'd you go (laughs) Ireland I was there for seven uh, seven months plus we did I went with my now wife so 
um, I don't know what that, what do you say? To, I, I went with my girlfriend, but she is now my wife. So <laughs> that's kind of an odd, yeah. odd thing to say. Yeah. But we were there for seven months and then we did a little bit of travel on the back end. So we were gone for about eight. My son did a study Ooh. abroad in Ireland. He loved it. Yeah, it's an yeah. incredible country. It's just, it's be, it's so much like Kentucky. Um, I don't know. So she's really into archaeology and um, we we kind of learned while we were over there that the uh, the mountain range that forms the Appalachians is continues under the Atlantic Ocean and juts back out in Ireland. Uh, so, is that right? Yeah, the landscape is exactly the same. There's all these caves. Wow. It's all limestone. It's just... You wow. know, it's really bluegrassy. It's weird. So she likes to dig dirt a millimeter <laughs> at a time. <laughs> One speck as, at as a time. As slow as possible. Oh. <laughs> did you play music while you were in Ireland? Uh, as much as I could, yeah. So, like, did you play publicly? Yeah. So we did, um, we had like a, a working visa, but you know, it was it was harder than we thought it was going to be to find work. So she was able to find a job and I kind of did a little bit of freelance stuff. Um, and I played a couple shows as me just playing my songs. And then I would play guitar in uh, traditional bands every once in a while. Irish and, traditional. Yep. Yeah. Irish traditional stuff. And it was, it was some of the coolest music that I've ever played. Oh I yeah. Mean, and you get to spill your beer all over the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a blast. It, it, it's Yeah. I would just wow. ask that question because my son said when he was over there, you know, they would go to those little taverns and things and they loved, they uh, loved for the American students that were there to sing karaoke. Really? <laughs> really? I guess somebody with a different, you know, accent. And like, listen to these <laughs> icks. Yeah. <laughs> listen to this guy. You can't understand the thing he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. They, um, I got asked a lot where I was from in the U.S. and I you they would you would answer the question and then you'd see the look on their face and be like oh they have no idea where that is anyway so I'd say Kentucky <laughs> and they'd be like okay is that like near Alabama or like yeah. is that like around Texas <laughs> yeah. Kentucky Derby you ever heard of that yeah. I got one go. one Kentucky Derby I got a lot more people knew KFC so okay yeah oh there you go Kentucky Fried Chicken yeah okay yeah. <laughs> Muhammad Ali. Uh, probably not that he's from Kentucky. You don't think? I don't know. Hmm. Oh, I never heard it. That's the only reason <laughs> I'm going to travel the world now is to ask those three questions. <laughs> Where Kentucky is Muhammad Derby? Ali from? Mm -mm. No, Kentucky Derby? Mm -mm. KFC? Mm -hmm. Muhammad Ali? Mm -mm. <laughs> <laughs> Top of your recording podcast? No, you didn't. Let's listen to a Stuart Wiki song. We'll go back and... Uh, Let's start with picture. Tell us about picture. Sure. Um, I, I recorded a lot in Ireland, just kind of myself. And that became an album that ended up being called Lee Side. And uh, after Lee Side, I was back in the country and I was kind of like exhausted from, you know, the culture shock really of being abroad. And uh, the the weirdest thing about it was the culture shock coming home, which I didn't expect. Because um, when we first got there, um, we left in February 2018. And this is probably going to get kind of heavy really quick. But <laughs> the first day we were there, we were on a train um, that was delayed for... So I don't remember where we were going. Um, but 
the Parkland shooting had just happened and we were sitting on this train with nothing else to do, but we were just reading updates, like live updates, like minute by minute, literally nothing else to distract us because we're on this train that's stuck. Mm -hmm. And the people around us are all, you know, they're all laughing about like, oh, we're going to be late for work. And like, you know, it's like they have no idea what's going on. Um, And we're like, you guys don't have to deal with this, do you? (laughs) So, so we came back and, and within days of us landing, we touched down in Chicago and come back home. And uh, I think the second or third day we're back in town, there's like a, like a, a shooting at a Kroger, like right by my house. And it's like, what the hell is this? Uh, so that song and a lot of that album, so Picture comes from that album, Glossolalia, which is um, kind of an experiment. Uh, and it was, it was just kind of inspired by like, what is this place? You know, like. Say that album title again. <laughs> Glossolalia. Because so, that was a new term to me. I'd never yeah. heard it. I, look, I looked it up today when I saw the saw the album title. Yeah. Um, so yeah, working in a church, I, I come across all kinds of weird terms like that. And it just means speaking in tongues. So it, it was the kind of this idea that like, I can't really put to words what I'm seeing. So I was kind of inspired by this idea of speaking in tongues of like, you know, if if you're familiar with the idea of like, um, Pentecostal speaking in tongues. It's like this ecstatic experience where people supposedly are speaking in the language of angels and they don't know what they're saying, but it's like a... And if, if you believe in that, it's like really cathartic, but, you know, academically, it's not really... It doesn't really mean anything. So I was kind of like enamored with this idea of um, using these nonsense words, basically, to kind of put a feeling to something I couldn't explain. Huh. And it's a... And then I and then I went and opened the album up on Spotify and saw twenty six tracks. <laughs> yeah, I listened um, to every one of them. Did you? Yeah. Did you? Re- oh man, I appreciate I that. That's incredible. Yeah, it's it's a lot to ask. Um, <laughs> twenty six songs, um, but it was it was originally it was going to be released as four separate EPs throughout twenty twenty, and uh, the first one is going to come out in March. And of course, you know we all know what happened in March twenty twenty. So I was like, well, I'll just put it out anyway. <laughs> so, you know, I was thinking about Ireland and, and your experience with the church. And, you know, we we're talking about speaking in tongues and then, and then the, the violence in the U.S. So was all the hatred between religions and, and Ireland, is that kind of a thing of the past? Or, or is that because um, there, there was a yeah, ton of violence there? Yeah, it's interesting that you bring that up. I didn't, I, I didn't really see it a lot. I mean, Ireland is very, a a lot more secular now than I think it was not, you know, I'm not an expert, but because, you know, the, the Good Friday agreement, whatever that, that kind of stalemated all that was 1997. I was two (laughs) years old, so I don't know, but I, I didn't run across it. You know, I met a few people that were really religious and most people just didn't think about it or go to church or talk about it at all. Are there still like the walls between the neighborhoods and things dividing? Oh, uh, not that I saw. We were, okay. but we weren't in the north. You know, the the divided part. We weren't like I know Belfast kind of got the most of it um, back in the day in Derry, and we weren't up. You know, we were in on the west coast in Galway mostly. So it was maybe just a different world altogether. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to go to Ireland sometime. Yeah, 
Want to go, Neil? Yeah, man. Me and you. <laughs> we'll, we'll even ask our wives. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's check out picture. Kind of hear after you, uh, you know, you're explaining where you were with that. You can kind of hear your headspace in that song. I kind of, you really can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely shines through. And that's on is that one on Lee side. That one's on uh, Glossolalia. Glossolalia. Yeah. Say it again, Neil. Glossolalia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got it. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, so I want to kind of go back a little bit and because um, I listened to everything today. Oh, really. Yeah, everything. I went back. I went back to the day. <laughs> so I think I may have figured. A little bit of it out, but all right. So, 2016, uh, what's doxology? Mm-hmm. So, doxology is is a gritty sound. It's like a gritty seat. You know, tr- the whole album is. It's this young, like angsty sounding yeah. almost record, which it was. It was. It was cool. Um, but that's in 2016, mm-hmm. and then I listened to Run for Help. That's the name of the second one, right? Yeah, right, Run for Help. In between the first and second, did you go? Is that when you went to school? I was, um, I was in school when I recorded Doxology, but a lot of the stuff that I wrote was earlier. Priest. So it was, Priest. yeah, twenty twelve to fourteen. A lot of that record was written, and in in sixteen, this this incredible album had just come out when I started recording that in twenty fifteen. It was uh, all your favorite bands by Dawes. Okay. And I was I was researching that album and I listened to it probably 150 times the first week it was out. I mean, it was <laughs> incredible to me. And um, they recorded that whole album live. And I was like, that's it. I got to do that. It's like no compromises. I have to record this album live. 
And I think I would not do that mm. <laughs> if I were to do it today. Um, but I I stuck to it, and that's why it kind of came out that way, where it was very, it had that punchy, aggressive kind of raw sound because I insisted that we had to do it live. No, I, th- I actually love it. Uh, I like the uh, the raw uh, tone of it. The rawness of it matches what the a lot of the stuff is going on in the songs anyway, mm. because you, like you said, you're young. You're you know, although it does have a lot of very nice uh, lyrics, it also has some like you know, like I said, kind of angsty feel kind of. Yeah. So, but between that one and the next one, there is a big difference. Yeah, absolutely. And before we leave that, I was just wondering, so what what was your reason why you say you wouldn't do it that way now? Um. It's a lot. It's a hassle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's 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 hard to get. Um, and and maybe that's just because I'm older now. You know, when I was 20 recording that album, it was like, yeah, I've got friends that have all day that can just sit mm-hmm. around and learn this music with me. And now, you know, all my friends have day jobs or they're teaching full time or they're and it's just it's hard to get three or four people to learn ten songs. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no so, kidding. But yeah, the the next one um, was recorded by a good, a really good friend who played guitar in the band for a while, uh, Isaac Poole, and he he did all of the recording and all of the mixing for me, and it 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 turned out great. It was completely different. I was kind of leaning into the more the way more jazzy. Yeah, the yeah. more the folk and the jazz because that's what I was around pretty much all day. Yeah. You know? and uh, it definitely comes through. I think. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's there's a gigantic transition, and it does <laughs> feel more like there was definitely schooling in there because I think there's a transition when somebody goes to school and it's mostly jazz around, and mm-hmm. there you can't help but you know one fall in love with the uh, that genre and really dive into it. So and you learn a bunch of cool chords. Yeah, yeah it's kind of <laughs> hard not to have that p- come through in your yeah, playing. Absolutely. So you know it was. Um, it was just, it was almost shockingly different when I started <laughs> listening to it because I listened to it in order. Uh, 2016, then I listened to Run for Help and then Lee Satin and Glossalalia. Glossalalia. Yeah. Glossalalia. There you go. All right. We're, we're getting there. Um, it almost was like a throwback to 70s yacht rock. Nice. Okay. <laughs> if it make, does that yeah. make any sense? Yeah. No, I hear that. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't have thought of that myself because um, that's not where I live. But like I, <laughs> now that you say that, I totally get it. <laughs> <laughs> but then right back to uh, you go to Lee side, mm-hmm. and it's you know it's kind of got a mixture, but it leans back more into the alternative um, singer songwriter Americana angle. So yeah. Um, Lee side, that's that one. That was the one that I recorded living abroad, and um, it was totally by myself for the first time. That okay. was, um, I recorded, I remember being in a hostel with my computer and like a USB mic recording the guitar parts on that one. And oh, wow, um, yeah. I thought at the time I was recording these, I was like, I'm gonna send these to my friends at home and we're gonna record it, you know, as a band when I get back. And I got home and I was like, you know, um, this feels truer to the experience than if I were to put a band together and rehearse it and kind of, it would suck all the life out of it. I, f- I felt like, cause you know, 
I recorded it like piece by piece as I was experiencing those things. So it just kind of felt right to keep it that way. That was what, 2018? Mm-hmm. Then you came around to Glossolalia. So how, how long of a project was that? Uh, it, it was kind of ongoing. A lot of the um, like picture, for example, I wrote in 2018 and kind of had on the shelf already because um, we came back at the end of 2018 and uh, Glossolalia actually ended up coming out in 20. So it was, it was most of like pretty much all of 2019 I was working on that. And, you know, the writing process, I would come up with this little motif that I was like, oh, well, I like that. But now I have to kind of figure out where else it can go. Because that was the whole the whole plan. I wanted it to kind of have these musical threads that appear and reappear and, you know, kind of come back throughout the whole um, whatever, the whole album, I guess. Um, so I'd, I'd come up with something that I liked and it'd be like, well, I can't just do that once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it, it took a while. It was about a, a little over a year putting that together. Did you release that as four groups of songs or not? Originally I did. Um, but the way that, uh, streaming services work, it just kind of butchered it. So it, like Spotify reads anything as under seven songs as a single, which is stupid because a single is one song yeah. or, you know, maybe two in A and B. There's the Pink Floyd records that are what, five songs? Right. Yeah. So yeah. like those would show up as singles and I, I don't, I didn't want that. So it would be like, it was like seven, seven, six and six total. So half of them were shown up as singles and half of them were shown up as albums. And I was like, I just want them all to be EPs. I don't know why that's not, possible so especially today i know you yeah. think that'd be a pretty easy thing to do but um i i just i took them all off and re-uploaded it as one big thing because i was like it because it seems it, at least in our experience and talking to people that more artists are releasing eps than yeah, you know definitely. what you would consider a full album yeah i mean mm-hmm. especially with you know just how, way more yeah and yeah. how hard it is to compete for or airtime on on the radio and just, you know, people's attention span being shorter than it used to be. I think mm-hmm. 17 to 20 minutes is a good, <laughs> is a good go. album anymore. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Now the go is to get a single on, you know, several playlists. Right. Or one minute on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With a crazy yeah. dance everybody yeah. latch on to. <laughs> you guys couldn't you see man. Neil doing his dance. I do dances. <laughs> I do dances when nobody can see them. You know, I know the one uh, I think after listening to um listening to the last record the, the what it really sounds like is it it is a musical production. The entire thing it's, it's it is like a Pink Floyd journey because there's a ton of there's a, like the organ and 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 parts to songs you got a few of them that are 7 minutes plus 6 7 minutes. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing I think to me is like that when you go through the 26 songs it's a it's a musical production what led to those groupings you know those four groupings being what they are was it just the time you wrote and recorded or was it the content or like a concept idea um, it it was it was kind of it was i don't know <laughs> it was it was fairly conceptual i mean i i thought about it as kind of like uh the original covers were all like one was red one was yellow one was blue one was green so i felt like i kind of grouped them by what color palette i felt the song had and then grouped them by instrumentation so like there's no organ on the first two there's no piano on the first one there's no vocal harmonies on the first one so like it it got 
denser as it went on. Um, and I, I felt like I wanted to kind of convey this like, uh, one of my favorite bands of all time, uh, Pedro the Lion is doing a, this project where, and it's just one guy, he's going back and recording five albums over the next several years of places that he's lived. And um, that was a fascinating concept. I've never heard of anyone doing that where he's continuing these motifs and ideas across several records. So that was kind of the catalyst for it. I wanted it to kind of feel like it took all year. So the first one came out in the spring. So I wanted it to feel like the spring, you know, Mm -hmm. it was kind of bare, but kind of energetic. And it had that kind of aggressive energy of like, you know, May or June where it's getting hot. Mm -hmm. And then it just kind of kept going until like the blue one is all, it's it's very dark with the organ and like the lyrics are all doom and gloom and then that's you know the winter album so that was kind of the idea i don't know how much it came across um because i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i there was so much i wanted to do that i i felt like i i was like i gotta pick one thing and stick to it so (laughs) so your your songwriting (laughs) you must write a lot prolific yeah yeah um yeah, <laughs> I go through phases where it'll be, I'll, I'll write for, you know, six months and then I'll record for six months and then I'll write for six months. And I, I end up with a lot of overflow of like, well, this doesn't fit here. So what phase maybe are you in right one. now at the moment? Uh, Rest. <laughs> 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 I haven't written anything and maybe I wrote a verse like last month, but I've got a, a new record finished and I'm just like, I got to take a break. <laughs> like, I've got, I've got a backlog of stuff that I was working on in 2021 that obviously I, you know, I wasn't able to promote or put out sh- uh, uh, like play shows or anything. So I, I'm like, I, I got to take a break because <laughs> I'm not going to be able to do anything with it for a while. Do you do any songwriting for other artists? I have, have you? Um, I haven't before. Uh, it's, it's interesting to me. I think it'd be fun. <laughs> But yeah. I've never done it. I, I used to, when I was playing with Forrest and the Photons, I would always come up with my own parts for bass, for the most part, unless Nick had something really specific that he wanted to hear. Um, which, you know, we used to we used to argue about it, but it was <laughs> it was good humored. Um, but no, never like lyrics or anything like that. Is that something you particularly enjoy? Is that like your one of your favorite parts? Of the music journey is the yeah, songwriting. Definitely. Yeah. I think the the writing process, uh, I mean, I like all of it for different reasons, you know, like the the writing process is fun because it's you're you're basically creating something out of nothing, right? And that's just cool. Um, and that that feels cool every time I do it. Um, to like have this idea of like, you know, maybe five notes that I hear that turn into a song. And it's like, how did that, how did that get that far? You know, you gotta like really nurture every idea and like come up with something that way. Um, but I think the the recording process is probably my favorite part, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's I'm I'm very solitary in the writing process. Uh so like this whole all of Glossolalia, all of Lee Side, and all of this new record which is coming out is all just rec- I've recorded myself because I would be I would hear something and it'd be like, okay, that's got to go down right now. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so the, the arranging process of like coming up with like, how can I get the, the music to work for me to convey the lyrics? That's the fun part to me. 
um, which feels like its own version of a writing process, you know? Oh, yeah. Have you ever tried to collaborate with another songwriter? Have you ever done any collaborative writing? Um, not really. I've, I've been, um, a couple friends have reached out to like ask me about, you know, like, does this thing fit here? Or like, what do you think about putting this here? Or like, this needs something. What instrument kind of, you know, like that kind of like arranging um, orchestration type stuff. But no, it's, it'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, it's hard for me to understand the idea of getting into, a, you know, getting in a room with other people and we're going to write a song tonight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you said you you tend to write in solitude. Yeah. You know, I, I kinda, <laughs> that's kind of how I think. Like, I got to, I, I, I sit and think things through and repeat things so much. I, I don't, I don't know. It's kind of like, uh, you almost have to be one of those people that kind of think out loud, I guess. Or <laughs> You can do I don't it. know. We could do it. Or it's just practice, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You just, you just sit around and start playing. and It's got to be a lot of trust, too, I'd say, you know, to yeah. really, if, if you're really going to write anything um, substantial, I don't know if that's the right word, you know, with other people. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. don't feel like I, I would want to write a R&B smooth jam with you. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, <laughs> let me see that body. <laughs> Sweat running down your head. <laughs> yeah, you, you definitely have to know who you're getting in the room with. I mean, yeah. that's, yeah. that's... We actually could write yeah, that song. It'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Is that something that... Uh, are you ever forced into that in uh, when you're in school, like with a music major? Like any type of collaborative activities? Interestingly, no. That okay. was, was kind of actually a complaint of mine when I was in school is that I felt like there wasn't a whole lot of emphasis on that kind of collaboration. It was... Um, a lot of the arranging classes and orchestration classes we took, it was like, okay, here's the assignment, everyone go do it. There wasn't, you know, a whole lot of like, get together with somebody and work through what that process would look like, you know, and and you'd think coming from a jazz department, it would be a little more emphasis on that. But, you know, school is what it is. And, you know, there's constraints where there are constraints and, you know. I could, I, that could be a whole separate podcast <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> talking about um, what I'd changed. But overall, it was a good experience. I don't want to give that impression that it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. So you've, you're working on a new project now and having some new music coming out real soon, right? Yep, that's right. Is this going to be a full album or what would you call this one? I would call it's a 48 it... uh, song demo <laughs> that I just put together. <laughs> <laughs> this this is a full album. It's nothing like Glossolalia. It's it's 34 minutes, I think, 35 minutes. I maybe. thought he was going to say 34 songs. <laughs> 34 songs, but, it's, but it's an eight minute record. Yeah. They're all really fast. It's, well, it's, it's eight songs. It's 34 minutes, actually. You got it. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, so this this is all stuff that I most of it I wrote in 2019 while I was working on Glossolalia and I was so hyper focused on that I was like okay I like this but I got to put it on the shelf. Um, so a lot of that um, came together before the pandemic and then kind of at the start of it and then I recorded most of it in 2020 um, again just kind of in my basement okay. kind of messing around with stuff. And I, again, this is one of those things that I thought was going to be a demo and then I got it mastered and I was like, nah, this'll be it. (laughs) (laughs) Is it, does it have a title yet? It does. So the name of the record is We Never Had Tomorrow Anyway, which comes from the chorus of the first single 2020. 
Let's uh, let's list one. Let's talk about. Tell us about two cars. I have that one. Sure. Um, two cars is uh, kind of the more uh, optimistic. So it's it's it kind of goes back and forth between optimism and and kind of pessimism on this album because I there was a lot of stuff changing in 2020 and yeah obviously in the world at large with you know the election season and the pandemic and all these natural disasters and stuff. Um, but it, in my life, I was going through home ownership. I bought a house for the first time and I got married in 2021. So there's a lot of good things happening for me. So this record was kind of trying to, um, fit those two things together. Like, how am I, like, I'm, I, I don't know. It's, it's really hard to be optimistic, even when all these good things are happening, but it's also hard to be pessimistic when all these good things are happening, you mm. know? So two cars was, um, kind of a, uh, it was inspired by a, a different Dawes album, actually. Um, there's a line in the new, his, their newest album that's, I think it's, uh, life became a series of birthdays, cars, and pets, just anything to look forward to. And I, I kind of got stuck on that idea of just these placeholders of like what we think of as kind of the passage of time. So I started thinking about cars because I got a new car in 2019 and that was a terrible experience buying a car but <laughs> it's no fun buying a new yeah. car so you but never I, feel like you're getting a good deal ever uh, no never yeah I don't know I just think I just got one <laughs> well that's good if yeah, you I, did. Have I feel one. like I got I probably didn't well that's because you haven't run into that guy yet that said oh if you would have just told me I could have got you one for it and I tell you <laughs> hey, man, I got three of those in the garage right now <laughs> Yeah, so I I got stuck on that because I was like, you know, I could have this car until I'm 40. And I was like, well, that's weird. <laughs> so this idea of two cars is like, you know, it's such a simple, small number and like a, such a simple, stupid way that we measure time, but um, it could be half our life, you know? It's it's yeah. maybe not, um, not as profound as I... I thought it was going to be, but <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> like you're a pretty deep thinker, Stuart. No kidding, man. <laughs> like he would be, if if he was in Batman, he would be Two-Face, you know, flip, flipping the coin, <laughs> thinking about both sides all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's not what Two-Face was about. He, I thought he killed people <laughs> on the wrong side, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, all right, well, let's check it out. Two cars. Dad drove a pickup A 95 Dodge Ram So one day it got totaled I think it happened on an interstate ramp So we got another truck It'd be the last one that he owned I tried to imagine what life was like two cars ago. Isn't it strange? Isn't it something? We'll be old soon. Isn't it strange? Isn't it something? Measuring our lives in coffee spoons 
Yeah. I love that line. I just wrote down. I think I got it. Tried to imagine what life was like two cars ago. Yep. Yeah. It, 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 it's a... Uh, what's the line about measuring time in coffee spoons? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then uh, I, I don't know if I missed it or if it's the next verse, but talking about where you, uh, you'll be old, something after your next car or something like that. Yeah. Next yeah. car might be your last. I don't remember. <laughs> you know, it's, I don't, it's, it's nuts. But if you think about time like that, that's true. That reminds me of my mother-in-law. So like the last 10 years of her life, everything she bought, you know, she, you know, got a new kitchen table. Come see it. And then you go see it. And she'd say, yep, this is the last kitchen table I'm ever going to ever buy. <laughs> <laughs> Everything. Everything was. Yeah, my car. Yep, this is the last car I'm ever going to have to buy. You know what? <laughs> She's right about a lot of it. Yeah. Smart woman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you talk about, uh, Neil, the first line pulling you in and, you know, that the image of... Uh, 1995 Dodge Grandpa Rain. or dad's pickup <laughs> truck, whatever it was. Yeah, it kind of just yeah. pulls you in. You start listening to the story right away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could picture the 1995 Dodge Ram. It's going to be a, a four-screen one because they were all four-screen. It was four-screen. Yeah. Told you. Two-tone? Yeah. Nope. Just solid? Yep. Solid uh, force with the with the, the scoop engines because that's when they changed over. <laughs> Good trucks, man. Yeah, I can see. They it. don't they don't make them like that anymore. No, he, he had a Actually, white one and then got a forest green one. You know what? <laughs> My, our old buddy Brent West is driving his dad's right now. Uh, Rust, Rusty McPaint chips is what he calls it. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great truck name, Rusty, Rusty McPaint, McPaint chips. chips. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a '94. <laughs> so Stuart I don't think you've told us yet but who's in the Stuart Wiki band uh it depends um right now so we're we're playing a show April 8th at Flamingo Lounge and I'm trying to put together a release show for the record which is going to be hopefully April 29th um and that is you know there's a lot of competition for dates right now because shows are finally opening back up mm -hmm. um but my friend Matthew Mazzoni who I went to college with is playing bass right now and scott boys from force and the photons is playing drums um but on the record it's it's just me because i was isolated you know is like all all the recordings i'm i'm just like you know i kind of gotta do it myself to figure it out first and then we can do it live so april 29th a friday right yep so i think we release podcasts as a podcast 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 <laughs> <laughs> we release podcast at noon on Friday, and mm -hmm. this one will be out on April 29th. Oh, really? So you might that have is. a podcast coming out and an album release party. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. Snapples. How many times <laughs> has it worked out like that on here? Quite First a few. time ever. Oh, uh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Stuart. So our listeners that want to follow you more closely, where do they find you? Um, I'm really active on Instagram. I... You say fairly or rarely? Really? Oh, okay, really. <laughs> yeah, no, sorry. It's, it's, uh, it's a combination of the bourbon and the the realization that I haven't been on a mic probably in three years. <laughs> so I'm I'm probably talking a mile a minute too. But I'm really active on Instagram. Um, I live stream there every Tuesday at seven and uh, post updates about the record and you know whatever I'm doing. And Facebook under the name Stuart Ricky Band. And those are kind of the two main channels. I've got everything up on Bandcamp too. Um, 
I'm on Spotify and Apple Music and, you know, all the good streaming services and all the bad streaming services. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. How long have you been doing the Tuesday live streams? Since January. It's, it's fairly new. Um, that, was, that was because I wanted to get ready for the uh, release show. I, I wanted to put this record out finally and I realized I suck at all my songs. <laughs> I, I can't get through them. <laughs> you know, I forget words. I forget chords. So I was like, I need a reason to practice. Okay. Uh, so that kind of became my like uh, my version of holding myself to it. I like it. <laughs> yeah. And if you go live, you got it. You're you're accountable. Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't want to mess up in front of you know the the two people that are watching. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> two people. I bet you have a few more every week though. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'd I'd like to think so, but I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll Maybe go, after this, I will. Yeah, we'll go on Instagram live tonight for your one shots. Oh yeah, sure. yeah. We had forty something last time. Forty three last uh, on Monday. I was like, what? Yeah, forty three people That's tuning awesome. in. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, I think well, man, I was we one uh, of those, actually. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you talking with us. Yeah, man, thank you. Yeah, and thank we're going to go out with twenty twenty. Tell us about that. That's from the new album, right? Yeah, that is. Um, that's going to be the new single. Um, so by the time this is out. It'll be out uh, March 18th. Um, 2020 was written like a lot of the record in 2019, oddly enough. Um, and it was written about uh, more, more of the uh, climate change disasters that I was seeing in the news all the time where it'd be like, okay, there's a mudslide in Germany. There's a tornado in December in, you know, like the, you know, those are mm-hmm. more recent. How does not make the winter album on the, first, on the, on the <laughs> <laughs> this should be on the blue section. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I thought like, oh, I'm going to call it 2020 because I'll probably release it in 2020 because I was thinking a year ahead and then 2020 happened and it was even worse. Yeah. So <laughs> you had to write a new verse. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's, it's not necessarily a pick me up song, but it is kind of, what are you going to do song? It's like, you know, okay. This is what we got. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, let's check it out. All right. Thanks again, Stuart. Yeah, man. Thank thanks. you.
Cause we never 